We are ready to rock and roll. Whole fucking two chains over here. What? Why don't you give me a Mentos? I don't fucking want a Mentos. Oh, I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> Most people say no, thank you. Oh, well, thanks for thinking of me or whatever. Appreciate the thought. Fucking slice you. I'm not playing anything. Oh, I thought that was you. It was me by accident. You're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry at you. <laughs> Inexplicably. What was that? Uh, that was the other show's intro, which I've accidentally <laughs> touched. And I was like, what the fuck are you trying? I thought you've hacked into the mixer with your Bluetooth and were playing some horseshit. That's been your defense more than once. Uh, Something that you've accidentally touched. I don't even know what that means. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast. We're here today to uh, perform an autopsy on last night's performance. It was absolutely disgraceful. I'm Sean Peterbudge. I'm joined, as always, by the big Fubber Ganoush. Hello. G'day, blue baggers. <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better if you hadn't have told me the other day, uh, but it was good. You called bon me pomeriggio ragazzi, which means good afternoon, lads, or folks. You don't know when people are listening to this? Oh, all right. Ciao, ragazzi. Okay. How are you going? Well. Excellent. Good to hear. <laughs> um, now, we have activated the medical sub. Dr. Davis has self-diagnosed himself with a case of having a better option. Yep. And we've subbed in Mr. Terry Dagani, the aesthetic beast. <laughs> Great to be here, lads. The aesthetic beast. I will take that every day of the week. So you've stepped in at uh, relatively short notice. Um, Tim told us on Wednesday night yep. that um, not only he's become a bit of a fat cat okay. in the last little while, I'm not going to lie to you, he's did the president's function last night with his close personal friend, Mil Hanna, and then today he's playing golf, probably with his close personal friend, Mil Hanna, he didn't <laughs> confirm, um, but on both accounts, he just left us in the lurch and abandoned us for the high life. So, yep. shout out to Timbo. The, wa- to the waffle king. The sausage king. Of Chicago, Mr. Abe Froman. <laughs> uh, no, so Timbo's not here, but Terry's subbed in, which is fantastic to have you here, and we're obviously going to go over whatever the hell that was last night. It's therapy, isn't yeah, it? It's therapy. This is a group therapy we're in session. session. We're it's in terrible. Session. Look, shout out to Shadesy on Twitter, by the way. He said, um, he said he might throw us a listen just for some therapy's sake. This could get, this could get, uh, this could get willing, Shadesy. Yeah. So. Buckle up. This could get crazy. I was just saying, you might want to pull over for this one. Yeah, just, yeah. Just <laughs> if you're in the car. <laughs> oh, jeez. This, this is going to get interesting. Um, I'm not going to bury the lead. We are a really poor football club, and there's no hiding it. I'm, go- I'm glad you said club and not team. Mm. We are a really poor football club yep. um, just at the moment. We lost by, was it 21 points? Uh, I don't know about you, Terry. It felt like a 12-goal loss. Yeah, it was... Um Still feeling it today, to be honest. It's uh, it was. I, I don't know if it was because I put the expectation on. Probably is a bit of that. I thought we were ready. I thought it was time. The stars were aligning, and it was just an emotional suck all night. It's a succubus, wasn't it? Yeah. It's was just like you know. Yeah, really disappointing. It was not good. And think, this isn't the first time we've tuned into a game or turned up for a game, realistically expecting going. We we should probably win tonight. Mm. Not putting the cart before the horse, but sitting there going, we should probably win this game. On the balance of all things, 
Collingwood aren't a bad side. We're not that much better than them, but we should be better or good enough, Fab, to, to put a team like Collingwood away. Absolutely, yeah. Um, or have the opposition play an unbelievable game of football mm. and just beat us. And not for the first time, it didn't happen. Not beat ourselves like we did last night. No, it was not good. It was not good. And look, we're going to sort of do a quick sort of whip around, I suppose, just about the club um, in general and then sort of double back around to the pod favourite chicken salads, chicken shits, etc. mailbox. <laughs> um, salad bowl might be empty. Salad bowl is very empty. The dressing is still in the cupboard. Um, Terry, what is our philosophy as a football team, team, what is our philosophy? What is our brand? Well, apparently, it's forward half, lock it in, score off turnover, manic pressure. Occasionally that happens. Mm. Occasionally that happens. I, like, you need a holistic football program that's consistent across all levels of that program. And, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. I'll probably be more angry about this than I should be. Nothing to me sums up where this football club is at. We've had a shocking performance. We're 0-2 for the ninth year in a row. Really disappointing showing. We're not playing seconds this weekend. That is poor planning. Why is is that? That is awful. It's inexcusable, to be honest. I don't know what the reason is, but it's inexcusable. And look, by the way, I have a little bit of background. I do some stuff with the Box Hill Hawks. The Box Hill Hawks have a game every week Hawthorne do for a very simple reason, because the programs have to be aligned. The Hawthorne Reserve or developing players need somewhere to play. They play, often on the same day, certainly under the same system. It's inexcusable. It's unacceptable, Fab, that we don't have a seconds game this week. Absolutely. How can anybody get elevated who didn't play last night, including Oscar, into next week's team on the back of no form, no match play? What about no match fitness, no... So a guy like Liam Stocker allegedly played okay the week before. And you're sort of going, okay, that's good news. A guy like Lockie O'Brien gets dropped. Sorry, lads, we don't have a game for you next week. Um, so just sit tight. It's it's piss poor. And yeah. it sums we up sums up sort of for me at least as a bit of a microcosm of, of where we are, in that for whatever reason, is it cost? Is it because they've taken the program in house and it's a little bit costly to do it and we've got to staff the program to play a game on a Thursday night or the Friday afternoon or the Saturday? Is it cost? Because what it's gonna cost us is a chance to develop to win a game of football next week. Yep. So that to me is so disappointing. For me, our method, Terry, is we just concede five goals a lot. That's yeah. our that's our you sit there and go, if somebody asks you what's Carlton Football Club, how Carlton play, a lot of them would go, they concede a lot of goals in a row. Mm, yeah. Reactive. Defensively. Like they geez, they do concede a lot. Um It takes us forever to to make those in game adjustments. Forever. We're gonna talk about the box. Don't don't no. You better believe we're going to be talking about the coaching box. Um, development is is just an issue that we probably can't do justice in this little short upfront segment. I've got a big issue, Terry, with the fact that you can name some of our kids. You know, Paddy Dow played in the team last night. David Cunningham inexplicably continues to be absent um, for whatever the reason is. Lockie O'Brien was dropped. Liam Stocker wasn't given the opportunity. Uh, Sam Philp is MIA. I don't know what he's doing, you know, et cetera. There's a, there's a few guys you can list off. We are no closer to knowing if those kids can cut it at AFL level than we were the night we read their names out. Mm. Fair. Yep. That's pathetic. It's not good enough. For this, this David Teague is fast becoming the second successive Carlton coach whose mandate ought to have been to develop what comes next and has now become a very short-sighted now, now, now. 
And I'll ask you the question, point blank. We played, we're going to talk about the names, we don't need to name them now. We played certain players last night who were very close to the ends of their careers for one reason or another. The game's gone past them, we've outgrown them, they're badly out of form. We still lost the game. So if we play Stocker and Cunningham and O'Brien, what's the worst that happens? Just lose by a little bit more, maybe. We lose the game. Mm. But we distinctly come out of it with this uh, read on, after several weeks, where are they? I've got a terrible feeling, Fab, that what the Carlton Football Club is doing at the moment is systematically conditioning us to believe that Sauce is to blame. They're Sauce's picks, they're Sauce's kids, they're no good, it's his fault. Look at these kids he drafted. How did he pick these guys? Not, yeah, they've actually all got a bit of talent, but we just can't develop and we don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't know if... I feel, I just feel like Sauce is going to be made the scapegoat of why this hasn't worked. Not because we can't do anything with a kid when they walk in the door. Unless you're Sam Walsh and you are a prodigy, yep. we don't develop anyone. That's clear. That's been clear for, for a very long time, that our development... The development of the talent that we bring in is borderline pathetic. Yeah. I mean, the philosophy, though, has changed a little bit because a guy like Dave Cunningham's not playing and being made for whatever reason to earn it. Zach Fisher, I thought he was a bit stiff not to play straight away last year when he was ready. Um, I've had a really long, high-level think about what's going on and um, I've spoken about the cycles of the losers, the Murphy, Gibbs, Cruiser come into the club Blood them early, get games into them early, give them the entitlement early. Then they learn off the losers, they become the losers. Then it was Cripps. He's the one that's going to take us to the promised land. Build around him. Now he's at that 26, 27-year-old age and his energy's sapped, it looks, for whatever reason. Now we're all of a sudden looking to Walsh and Wiedering and it's mm, like, it's a cycle. they're the ones that are going to do it now. But by the time they get to 25, 26, they've already lost so much and maybe a bit of tough love for Stocker and O'Brien and... Cunningham and... I've got a question. Yeah, this, you, you, that's an excellent point. It's really, really well made. I've got a question for the two of you. There's a legendary story, and I don't want to... It's a false equivalency to compare round two of 2021 with a preliminary final. So at three-quarter time of the 99 prelim, the legend goes that Silvani, Stephen, was not Jack, because he would... I don't even know if he was born. He was two. Um, was prowling around the huddle, and he was the most passionate, vocal, almost irrational... He was patrolling the huddle we're not losing we're not like he can't even really remember what he said parkin's been on record about it was just the most driven i've ever seen someone that we are not coming back into the rooms having lost this game and i said to dad last night at three quarter time the huddle was more or less right in front of us i said who in that huddle would have that in them no one no one would eyeball, no one, coaches, players, no one would eyeball each other and go, it's as simple for me as, do you believe you can win the game? I think it goes beyond that. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I'll ask you this. Who's got the runs on the board that will feel comfortable enough to go out there and Someone's say Someone's got a season. I think, I think if Crippers had three outstanding quarters and... Just say we're down by a couple at three-quarter time. I think he'd feel comfortable going, get on my back. You know, let's not lose it. You know, driving the team forward. But when Cripper's having a game like he is, where he's, for Cripper, he's battling. Mm-hmm. Right? He's still had a, a decent game. He's not going to do it. 
Who else is going to do it? Who else is going to go, come on, God, you pull your finger out. You pull your finger Let's not, you know, lose this. They've all got that, that fear of, well, who are you to say that? Mm. What have you done? Mm. What have you done? What have you? So they're all looking around. Sauce could do that because Sauce has got the runs on the board. And he's just the most. So even if Sauce, well, Lloyd, he kicked a couple of goals. Out, yeah, he didn't right? care. Right? I'll win the next one. Right. But he had the runs on the board to be able to get out there and say, lads, we are not losing this. Whereas I think the culture, we don't have the leader who's confident enough to stand there and go, guys, we are not losing this game of football. You know what needs to happen? You know what I'd love to see happen? And I don't necessarily think a senior coach would take this throw away, Tez. I don't think, say you're David Teague or you're Alistair Clarkson or whatever, I reckon Clarko would love it. Mm. The game is exactly as it was last night at three-quarter time. We were nine points down or two yeah. kicks down. Doherty, Cripps, Alita, Walsh, Weedering, whoever it might be. You do your coach's address. The coach goes through the whatever. And then you know what the, the captain? The captain goes, Clarko, Teague, whoever the coach is, go and give us some time. Get it. Like, and just send, send the coaches out and Absolutely. just go. Send the go. And we, I'll go, I'm, we've got this because you're in the box. And we're going to talk about Teague and some of the issues he's got. Coaching is setting us up. But sit there and go, we own the next 30 minutes on the field. You, We know what we're doing. If you get to the huddle and you're having to tell – if I'm David Teague, I'm sitting there going, if I'm having to tell you what to do, we're done. If I'm having to tell you in this huddle how we're going to win this game, I'd be doing the classic teaching thing going, Terry, how are we winning? How do we win the game? If I have to tell you, we're done. So sit there and go, 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 Teague, give us some time. Give us whatever. Get them in and just go, fuck, God – you know how fun winning is? How satisfying winning is? It's not even from the selfish fan point of view how good to see your team win. Surely as an athlete, there's a level of you want to win. That's what you're here to do. Is this the... And you could probably touch on this, Terry. Is it the modern generation's way of going about it? Now, you and I, well, we're, we're different generation, but we're kind of very similar. I'm very white line fever. When I, even at indoor soccer, when I go through those flaps... What do you ever want to call them? Those. The vagine. <laughs> I know where you were going. Right. When I get through that, for those 40 minutes... I'm a different man. I want to win because mm. winning makes it fun. Mm-hmm. It's not fun when you lose. No. Right? Yeah. Whistle goes, well, you've lost by a couple of goals. You, you switch off. You, you don't give You stew about but, it on the but, drive but home. and yeah. The competition, like having to kick around with your mates and taking the piss isn't fun to me. Whereas... We go outside, we'll shoot some hoop. It's got to be a competition. The football football came out last week and can you you kick it in the ring? Do you know But that's fun to us. Yeah. That, this generation, I don't think give a shit about losing. Because I've been told it doesn't matter. We don't want to become an an episode of Today Extra with David Campbell talking about, do kids value winning anymore? I'm not going to pile on Lockie Plowman because... Plenty will. We're gonna we're gonna get to Lockie. Yeah, you know, but later. It's an interesting one because I find I mean I when I was I played basketball growing up and I had that white line fever. I was yep. I was an asshole if you didn't play on my team. You hated me and I yep. wanted you to hate me. That's me, right? That was part of what I wanted to happen. Um, I started captaining a team towards the end of my basketball you know career and I started noticing that the guys who were younger than me didn't appreciate that kind of feedback. You had to adjust, mm. but I think also call it gen whatever there's a lot more distractions there's a lot more things going on in their lives than what there was 10 15 pre-iphone let's say there's more money in the game there's too. more money in the game but there's they've got more fingers in more pies i think so is that is that a cop-out probably but 
honest, that, that to me is the, the biggest thing that we've got at the moment. We're going to touch on it with Tiki is just mentality, mentality and structure. Well, mentality. And when I heard that, and we all, we as fans all, when we saw the, the rant that Tiki gave against too late. Adelaide, but we were all like, where was this? We love this. We want more of this. Mm. When I heard that the feedback given to David Teague was from half of the playing group was, oh, that, that doesn't work for me. You know where you can go? Go and get fucked. You know where you can go, mate? Seriously, I would have said, are you for real? Where do you want to be traded to? Yeah, exactly. We need to breed ruthless winners. We do not have a group of ruthless winners leading us. You know why the next group of coaches will come out of Richmond? Not necessarily because they're successful and people want to steal their IP. Same reason as... Hawthorne had that run where the coaches all came out of Hawthorne, Beveridge and Leon Cameron and Bolton and all those guys. They came out because what they want is the Hawthorne mentality. Yeah. The game plan's great, but if you're... Yeah, but say... say okay, okay, so I'll give you... I'll give you the, so basically, I would have loved for someone to sit in the press conference last night and ask the question of David Teague, what is Carlton's method? And don't give me the cliches because don't try to hide your IP, don't be clever, because Fremantle know it. All opposition know All it. All opposition know it. Don't don't try yeah. to pull the wool over our eyes because everyone who is interested in needing to know it knows it already. They've picked it apart. They know exactly what you're trying to do. So you're not trying to get the IP because everyone knows what that is, how to execute it. You can try to figure that out yourself. You're trying to get the mentality. Yeah. Why are you a good team at the moment? It's because you're ruthless. Because yeah. you train. But that's, how you that, do that's, that's a whole of club yep. mentality too. Now, say what you want about it. I'm not a fucking John Elliott fan. I was too young, right? But... John Elliott drove the agenda, right? Like many before him, we must win. Yeah, and if not, okay. not, not this is a, this, this everything. Is, hold your hold your fire because this is a great clip. This is a great segue. You've happened to cross it accidentally. Very well done. So we're going to play a clip here. This is I'm going to make sure I press the right button. So play this, the theme song to the other podcast. Yeah, to play the other theme song, we're going to go into an episode of the weekly watch list. Um, what have you watched this week, Tez? So what we're going to do is going to play a really small clip of David Teague's press conference from earlier in the week. It was probably the major talking point out of it. We're just going to talk about Teague. Second game of the year, so um, you won't catch me buying into that sort of thing. We, we want to go and win, don't get us strong, but um, look, you can play really well and get better and, and not win at this time of year. Um, we want to win every game. We go out there, we, we believe in ourselves, we believe we've got the players, we believe we've got the game style to win every game, and that's what we're going to go out to do. We, we expect to win. So my issue with that immediately was that the initial discounting of winning is not important. And then he kind of obviously had caught himself. Fab, when David Moyes was coaching Manchester United, yep. he famously gave two press conferences that basically ended his career at the club. When he said, we aspire to be like Manchester City, mm. a just joke, mm-hmm. and Liverpool, who were in a title race, were coming to Old Trafford, and he said, we'll make it hard for them. When you verbalise these things, mm-hmm. when you put them into the ether, yep. they become 100%. accepted. They become... The players sit there and go, so if we play well and lose, that's actually not bad. That's okay. That's acceptable. Yep. And people can say, oh, that's not what he meant. Is it? Yep. And if that's what he's saying to us by what's the media, it, what's he on? saying internally? So he's tempering the expectations. He's tempering the external pressure that's coming on him. Buckley spent the last couple of months under the blowtorch, test about is he the right man? Will he be extended? Should Collingwood look elsewhere? Buckley in his coaching's box embarrassed us last night. Mm. Embarrassed us. I've always maintained this on pod that I actually don't mind Nathan Buckley. 
But if he's under pressure... Because he's he, got a bit of C next Tuesday about him. Yeah. He, he did a number. And this is so... I'm going to have a pretty frank discussion here. And people might say it's overreacting. Don't really care. Is David Teague the man? I say yes. Um, I base it around... I watched uh, Making Their Mark documentary. Um, just touching on the messaging you were saying before. I mean, Adam Simpson, by contrast, when it all came out that they were going to go into a hub... The very first words that came out of his mouth to his group were, boys, it's going to be hard. And they played like it. And he's a premiership coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, he, and he let them yeah. have an excuse. Yes. Yeah. So 100% with you. But, yeah, I'm still confident about Tiggy. Um, I think he, f- from my judgment of how I watched him speak to the players, it gave me confidence. I'm not confident. I think we need to put the better people around him. Yeah. I'm, I'm more in Terry's, but I don't – I'm not saying Tiggy is a good coach, but I don't – I – would like to see what he could do with some decent. Yeah. It, it. There's so many aspects to coaching, and not just you know, knowing your stuff. If you're an assistant coach at a football club, mm. you know you understand football. There's other driving factors that we need. I just don't think our assistant coaches, many who have been there for too long, mm. we need. I, I was astounded that come off season we didn't make any changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a financial thing? There's no point Kane Little coming out and announcing that we're debt-free and all this stuff at the cost of, you know, improving the side or, the co- you know, the coaching panel. Yeah, look, my, my biggest bugbear with him just at the moment, my biggest question mark is the way we play football at the moment. I use the example to, to Dad today. You, you're an F1 fan, Terry? I'm not. Okay. So... Formula One, generally when you rock up on the grid for the first race of the year, how that race pans out is a pretty good indicator of how the season's going to go. Generally speaking, Formula One is a pretty static sport these days. I could only imagine the feeling of dread when the big, the team principal and the big engineer and the aerodynamicist walk up to the grid and they look at the other team's cars and go, they're different. We've all read the same rule book. We've all read the same technical regulations. Well, they're different. They've done something. They've read it differently. And sometimes that's great. You come up with the F-duct or the blown diffuser and people go, oh, shit, that's great. How do they do that? How do they do this? Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. I feel like... It's like when you come out... I liken it to when you get out of the lecture theatre at uni. Did you get 18? 18. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's 27. And you're, like, you're gutted because you're thinking, oh, shit, it should have been 18. I'm thinking in my head, oh, fuck, maybe it was 27. And then someone else comes out. Did you get 35? Did you get 35? No, Fuck, all three of us are different, so it's kind of that. But I think we've whatever we've done in the off season. Hmm. Do we want to get into this? I suppose how do we want to? Nobody. I've got some homework for everyone here. Yep. Terry, Bab, listeners, watch the football this week. Most of us will probably watch quite a few games. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays like us. Nobody defends like us. Nobody isolates their defence like us. Nobody no. exposes their defence like us. Nobody vacates the corridor like we do. Nobody attacks like we do. Mm. Nobody plays like us. So my initial, my flag to that is, is that good or bad? Yeah, you don't know yet. Mm. Like, is that is this bad? That nobody's doing what we're doing. Everyone else has read the rules, trained the rules, had the umpires out. Nobody does what we do. Mm. So is that a problem? It's feeling like a problem. At the moment. Real soon. Oppositions make it so hard for us to score. Mm-hmm. So hard. And yet, by contrast, you look at our defence and how open and, iso- like Sean said, isolated it is. Mm. And thank fuck, excuse, oh, I don't want to swear this season, but 
I'm emotional it's today. It's a day for it. Oh, it is. Well, Sean said on the on the way in this morning he was going to bring out the polka dot, the polka dot tie, and go full Parker. Oh wow! Vain, oh, vain. <laughs> the hands just, doing the like the just, the, just, bit, the egg beater just, thing. Just lose it. But I might still go full Parker later. I probably will. When we get to the structure bit, I probably will go full Parker. But it's just like, you know, Weeders does what Weeders does, and he's amazing and stuff. But he's just got very little support. And as Sean said, the corridor. Especially last night, fuck how open was it? They just wait. Collingwood just wait. Yeah. Collingwood hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball. They wait long enough. We will leave the corridor. Just and when you set up like this with the new rules, it was just like picking apart. You're a basketball man, Terry. Oh, mm. Where does the big seven foot eight Lithuanian idiot stand? On defense, right in the middle. Right Two, in the middle zone. of the lane. Yeah. Right in the middle. Can't go through him. Can't go around him. He's just going to plant his big ass there. Mm. That's it. I'm not saying put a casbolt there or someone. Someone stand there so you have to go through them. Mm. You've got to tempt them a bit. That's the idea. You've got to kick over me, around me, whatever. But the kick has to be good. We were just letting Darcy Moore yeah. stroll through centre-half back. He's something and, else. Jesus. But yeah, yeah, he, look. That's, and that's a problem. That, that to me is a structural sort of issue with our coaching and how it's being executed. Mm. And my biggest thing is don't waste years. Don't even waste training sessions. As soon as somebody thinks, like, I had this thing with my mum's an Essendon fan with John Worsfold. Disgusting. And I remember thinking, and she agreed, we were talking about it, I said, as soon as Essendon decided Worsfold wasn't the man, which was prior to the 2020 season, get him out. Pay him out. They obviously weren't prepared to pay him out. Rip the band-aid off. That's it. Sit there going, we've decided you're not our man, so thanks, John. See you later. Quite rightly, he's probably said, yeah, I'll leave if you pay me out. And they've gone, uh, fuck, we don't want to do that. We don't have the money. Paul, Paul, you want to pay him out? No. Paul Little paid that million-dollar fine. I've paid all your stuff. I'm cutting you off. Pay as you go. Just, so just a pay wave. <laughs> and I'm not saying that for a second I'm necessarily fully chips in on Teague out, mm. but if, if, if there are doubts, and there has to be doubts, there has to be um, pretty strict reviews at the moment, Yeah, you have to have pretty frank discussions. If they sit there and get to the point where they're going, I don't think he's the man. I think the discussions are crucial one way or the other. Yeah, yep. but if you have those discussions... And the outcome is, he is not our man. Regardless of how secure your board is or your your upper management is, that information gets out. And once the a, once the playing group knows, yeah, this guy isn't the one taking us forward. You know who has to have this discussion? We'll fall off a fucking cliff. Kane Little, Chris Judd is still the football director. Um, Brad Lloyd, that's pretty much it. And you'd have a very 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 frank discussion about what do we think. Because that's where you need strong leadership to recognise and act. And to sit there and go, we can't waste another year, another pre-season. But that's why that discussion internally, not, not a decision, but that discussion needs to be had with Teague now. Absolutely. And not in a... Kick, and I think it is. And not I think in a throwaway. Is. Remember when Bolton was told, oh, the wins and losses are starting to matter? Well, you needed to have that discussion six months ago. Yep. If that's what it was going to come down to. And be really, you know, not everyone has to be mates. No. Your bosses, you've got reporting lines, etc. Um, my issue with the method, I suppose, is that it seems to seems to rely very heavily on individuals. Yeah, and that's why it doesn't seem to facilitate team success. And that's why we're at the moment. I'd say we're middle of the road. We're no longer a bottom six side, but we're no longer a, we're not a top six side. We're middle of the road simply because of the individual talent on our list. And we had guys test. We had guys last night who played well mm-hmm. individually. But what did it add up to? Nothing. Because they don't play with any cohesion. Because they're not structured to, they're not taught to. There's no 
I'll just get into it. Do you want me to go Parco on this thing? Go full I've, Parco. I've been, I've been dealing on. with this for a thing. Put, so put the put put the khaki I've, pants I've, I've put on. Put the khaki pants on. I've put the blazer on. I've got the polka dot tie. Um, chewing gum. Chewing gum. And like I said, the, the egg beater hands. Was that that was it? The whacker. I'm he did sure one at Prince's Park as well. He did. You should look it up, Tez. He's like Parco's going berserk, and he's doing this weird thing with like egg beaters with his hands. It's brilliant. While well, he's on the phone, or no, just he's on the, he's on, the, the on the huddle. On the huddle. On the huddle. And he's, he had the vein in his neck. It was like wow. jugular was enormous. Anyway, structurally, I wanted. To, I got one example because if you're going to give an example of bad structure and how badly we are structured and coached, I wanted to bring a specific example, and I want people to look out for this next week. So when you've got a stoppage, generally speaking, they call it um, they call it sort of whether it be the ring or the octagon or whatever they want to call it. That's where the contest immediately is. You've got D1, D2, if you're not in possession, A1, A2, if you are. And then you have to react and respond to what's happening in those zones. If you're active, if you aren't, if you're passive, if you aren't, if you're in the next phase of play. So when the ball is static and we're waiting for the stoppage, you've got a front and a rear. Generally, the front is facing goal, the rear is goal side. Patrick Cripps, you might have heard of him, Terry. He's a very good stoppage player. He generally runs front to back. Not always, not always, but generally runs front to back. So if he wins the ball, he ends up facing defensive goal. We do not play... He also does that to buy himself time. Absolutely. We do not play with a rudder. It is maddening, it is unacceptable, it is local footy stuff. We do not play with the guy at the back of the stoppage who performs two functions. One, as the outlet to be facing goal if we win it and exit. Or two, if Collingwood exit, they can't just run out the front of the stoppage. It happens dozens of times a week because we do not coach it. We do not learn it. We do not implement it. It is unacceptable. Like I said, if this was at EDFL level, you'd be going, that's not good enough. We do it at AFL level. We give it's, it's maddening. It's genuinely the most maddening thing. It happens time and time and time again. You coach it and you coach it and you coach it. And guess what? When the players get it and start doing it, you coach it and you coach it and you coach it until it's second nature, until you turn up at every stoppage and there is whatever you want to call it, the rudder, the, the makalele, mm. the guy that stands at the back of the stoppage. We've the spoken, sweeper. We've spoken about it in soccer, mate. You know why Italy like beat... Like, we spoke about the Euro 2012 game where Italy beat England. You know why they did it? Because we're better. No, we're, no you weren't better talent-wise. <laughs> no. Oh. no. Discipline. Yep. Structural awareness. Yeah. You know what happened? If I want to move the ball forward and I get to a certain part on the pitch and go, oh, I'm in a bit of trouble here, Fab's behind me. He's, he's at my six. And I turn around and I give the ball back to him. Or I know he's going to be there. He's going to be at my eight o'clock. Yep. And I know it. Richmond did that last week. There was always Richmond someone did it last week. outside the contest where... They'd fire their handballs around, but if it got hot, Terry's 10 metres back. Yep. He's there. It's subconscious. Yep. For Collingwood, it was subconscious. Their defenders knew where the next ball was going to be every time. And for the most part, a lot of our players, from where I was sitting, it looked like there was just half a second every time they touched the ball to figure out, oh, is it that option or is it that option? They knew not to all get sucked in. Yeah. We could just get all sucked into the contest, yeah. all of us. Yeah. That's a very basic principle of modern football that we are not teaching our players. Because it, it can't. It happens so often, our players can't just be dumb. Initially, I thought, maybe our players are just not smart. They're not smart footballers. But then when you sit there and you go, no, it's been happening for like 18 months, and they haven't been picked up on it, taught it, coached it, we still aren't doing it. That's an enormous problem we've got. It's, it's genuinely embarrassing that it happens at this level of football. It's not, it's not acceptable. Our, our game plan and our setup will only work and may only work 
if our best 22s out there. And I'm talking about the Char- unicorn himself, Charlie, well, I Char- Charlie playing. Yeah. I think it only Garth works. playing. Because our forward 50 entries. Oh, mate. Harry Mackay is fucking Superman. The fact that he gets anything each week because he's four on one, three on one. He's knackered. I'm going to quote, I'm gonna quote the great man, Timbo. He's not here. Spirits aligning with Timbo. Timbo's in his backswing now, and he's like, they're mentioning me. You reckon he's playing golf in the budgie smugglers? Probably. Yeah. Just for freedom of movement. Um, I think Timbo, what does always say, he goes, don't get beaten by what you know. Yep. And there's a, there's a couple of facets to that. So, Lockie Plowman's been with us five or six years now. Shocking night for Lockie. Horrendous. Every person walking to the ground last night and turning their televisions on who have seen these two teams play over the last five years, what were Collingwood going to do with Lockie Plowman, Tez? It was, was going to be an isolation exercise. Yep. Everyone walking to the ground knew it. Everyone goes, well, I said it to Dad. Everyone goes, well, we've got to be mindful with Plowman here that we don't let them isolate because that's what they want to do. Whether it's Stevenson or Thomas or Dugowie or Elliot, they're going to try to isolate him deep. They're going to try to get one-on-ones. They're going to try to clear a leading lane and because he's not quick off the mark. Get him on the lead. Worst case, to the top of the square, one-on-one, deep. Get him panicked. Get him alone. Doesn't matter if you're Steven Silvani. One-on-ones are not ideal. We threw him to the wolves with our pressure on the f- up the field. Yep. We threw him to the wolves with our lack of coverage inside D50. We threw him to the wolves with our lack of preparation. He was terrible. He had a shocking, shocking night, but he was not helped by the way we set up. Like, there's a great bit in that Making Their Mark doco where... Um, Riley O'Brien does the, the phone mishap. It's awful lucky that something else wasn't published on his social media accounts, to be honest. He's probably got worse stuff on his phone than notes. Um, and there was a beautiful moment, which I loved. My star of the doco was Rory Sloan. Mm. And there was this beautiful moment where they're getting ready to go out. It's been the talk of the week, Nick Nat versus O'Brien. And I can't remember who, who Sloan talks to. It's an Atkins or a Crouch or someone. What was, Rory, what was Riley O'Brien's nickname? He's got a weird nickname. I can't remember what it is. But he basically, um, Sloan, captain, goes to this teammate of his, another midfielder, and says, look after whatever Riley's nickname is. Look after, like keep an eye on him. And it's a level of awareness that, that Sloan just knows, and this is really obvious, but Sloan just knows they're going to come for him. Yep. They're going to come for him. Mm-hmm. Nick Nat, everyone is going to come for Riley. So be switched on, protect him. Be there for him. Surely someone at the Carlton Football Club would have gone, they're going to isolate Plough. Make sure you're there for him. Help him out. Willow, Doc, whoever, they're going to isolate Plough. Keep an eye on it. Scary thing is there's a captain in the back line. Hmm. We don't block. We don't block lanes. Up, Midfield pressure was horrible. You know Collingwood only had 40-odd. I've got it here somewhere. 48 inside 50s. Wow. But every inside 50 was so easy. The first half especially, the delivery, it was just lace out in front, no pressure. If those lanes aren't there or you're forced wide or you, you know, your running pattern is changing mid-stra, it's harder. Those were just like we're in the backyard. Clap, clap, running a straight line. It was training. It was. Are they too focused on their own battle? Maybe. Maybe, and that's why that team defence, we spoke about our structure seems to be geared towards an individual doing something. We saw last week, Tez, when, when we played Richmond, some of those defenders are triple premiership players. You isolate them, they are ordinary. Mm. Asprey, particularly. And you're sitting there going, isolate him, and he is ordinary. 
and we're doing that with guys that are just so down on confidence. They're, they're one out. They're you know like it's it's just not good enough, and that's the reason why we fall apart. Mm. Um, that our back say the, the core four blokes especially so Doc Jones Weeders and Plough. We get the, the the smaller runner types like the, the Williamsons and so forth, but when they work in unison and they're rotating around and they're you know each intercepting, we look so much better. But when we get pulled apart, teams pulling us apart is on us mm. to go. No, we're not allowing this to happen. But um, it was horrible, absolutely horrible last night. It was I, so easy. I don't know if I've just closing on the right man. I got my first just between you and me. Okay. So closing on this, the, the right man principle, for me, it's, I might have explained this, I've just had a blackout. I'm just so... The ludes. It might be the ludes. <laughs> but you know, when David Moyes got to Manchester United and there was that whole thing about... You need to raise this era out of your mind. No, but there was this whole thing about, is he the right man? And it became apparent, no, he's probably not, you know, he's probably not the right man. So make the call. You've got to be brave to make the call. Yep. And I suppose, what am I trying to say? There was this discussion that Manchester United aren't a sacking club. Manchester United were a sacking club because they didn't need to sack the manager because they had the best manager for 25 years because he was the right man. If you're not the right man, I'll go through 10 managers to find the right one. Mm. If David Teague's not the right man, we're not bewedded to the idea that, I'll just give him time. Don't waste a session. Don't waste a round. Don't waste a season. Don't waste a preseason. If it gets to that point... The next three weeks are enormous for David Teague. We've got the Dockers, fortunately here. It's a winnable game. I'm not saying we will win, but it's a winnable game. Yep, must win. If we lose against the Dockers, we go to the Gold Coast. Talk about system. That's dangerous. Up there earlier in the year, they're, they're going to be switched on. Then we've got Port. We could very realistically be 0-5. If we're 0-5, I don't think he's coaching us. We need to be we need to be fifty percent by round six if he's got any chance. Fifty percent. Worst case scenario, if we're zero and five, he's in trouble, desperate trouble. Yep. So just between me and you, Carlton have this thing where we don't like the old era. Or the, old, the old Carlton, old Carlton was old Carlton was bad. You know what else old Carlton was, Terry? Winners, winners, successful. Sorry, Terry, I answered your question. Thanks, Terry. Um, but old Carlton, this idea of oh, we're not old Carlton. Old Carlton was ruthless, and geez, oh. Old Carlton was ruthless and they won. Mm. Old Carlton sat there and said, you know what, Parker, you won us a couple flags. Geez, you're a good coach, but you know what? You're gone. See ya. We might get you back later. Hey, Wolsey, you want us a flag? That's great. You got a bit crazy. You're done. See ya. Hey, Parker, you want to coach again? Oh, sorry, before that it was Jezza who they'd got rid of. Jezza, you want to come back? And then it was, hey, Parker, we'd love to have you back, Parker. Yep. Strong characters, ruthless characters, Winners. We need more of them around. Need more of them around. So just between me and you, this idea of old Carlton, embrace it if it's what's good. Yep. If it's what's good for the club, embrace it. Own it. Don't try to hide away from it. Don't try to sit, you know, put it in the cupboard. Oh, Without old time. Carlton, Sean, we're just a crap, mediocre outfit. We're St Kilda. I feel like we're too far into New Carlton, though. We're not. No. No? No. They pulled New Coke. Said, so bring back old Coke. <laughs> that's what that's one everyone likes. <laughs> they say it was a marketing ploy. Carlton have been just twenty six years of oh, we'll just give everyone else a. We've been twenty quarter, quarter of a century. We've been twenty six years of new Coke. 
And everyone's like, New Coke sucks. Yeah. And we're ready for the rebrand. We go back. <laughs> It'll catch on. It'll catch on. They'll have it. They'll have it. Um, a, a big thing for me, uh, we'll go on to the... Uh, Go on to the chicken salads, I suppose. Um, he's short and sharp. What do you got in there? Ooh. Thought Zach Williams was as advertised early. Yep. I thought he started the game really, really well. Yep. Um, beautiful by foot. Um, My first inside 50 was... <sighs> Levi goes back and kicks that and everybody's up. Levi kicks that off his hip. It went nowhere. I'll touch on him after. We'll touch on him yeah, after. <laughs> but Zach Williams, Terry, was, was as advertised. You know, playing midfield. People have said he can't do it. Um Realistically, I think he tired. You know, first proper game for a really long time, and um, but I think we saw more than enough early on. Where you went, yep, yep, you're the goods. Yeah, yep. really pleased with him. Yeah, uh, Harry, in the end, had a really good battle with Darcy Moore. You know, Darcy Moore. You know, people are obviously stroking themselves over Darcy. Darcy Moore's stuff, good stuff, and he had a lot of it. Mm. Was off Harry. Yeah, he peeled off, and he was intercept marking, and he was just a brick wall. When Harry had him one out, look good. Yeah, solid. Kick four when he was when Harry could keep his feet. Yeah, he changed boots. I think at half time. There's a lot of that last night. A lot of it, a lot of it. But look, Harry. I think what I liked about Harry was that was maybe the first time in his 50 games, and it, it didn't all go his way. That he kind of embraced the you're one on one with a really good defender, and you're almost doing a kind of a negative role in a way. And he ended up getting his four goals. It was a pretty even battle on the whole when yep. you factor in Harry's kick four. Four straight. Um, which is a good return for him. So he was he was impressive. Good to see the set shots as well. Yes, it was good to see Zach Williams go up to him. It might have been in the second quarter and slow him, touch, slow him down. Yeah, go back. I don't think last week I I had no issue with the fact that he wanted to snap it. Yeah, it was take you thirty seconds, then snap it. Yes, not take three seconds and snap it. So, mm. um, and I didn't mind the check side when when he's on that acute angle. I don't mind if he feels more comfortable with the check side. From that range too. Yeah. So, but it was good to see him. No, I'm lining this up. Yeah. So Jack Martin, heart and mouth stuff. But his first one, when he's gone, okay, I'm going to go around the corner. But he's a right footer, mm. and he's just snapped that on the left, comfortable as. We can go to uh, Jack Martin. Jack Martin. It was the first time a lot of Carlton fans would have seen him um, running around for us. Obviously, last week being an away game, and last year being what it was. Um, look, he was really good as well. But, you know, Fab, you made the great point earlier that we've actually just got to get him the ball. Yeah. Why does I'm not necessarily putting this on Jack, but it may be. But he seems to fade in and out of games. When he's in, he's everywhere. He's in every link, every possession, every every chain. Jack's there. We go forward. Jack's there, and then he'll go. Almost feels like a quarter. Like is Jack off, or is Jack being sent deep, and the ball's just not. Where's Jack? And then all of a sudden, he'll bub up again. And when he's involved, he's one of the best players around. It's true. So I, we need to have him. Be more around the play more often. Well, he when he went into the and middle. it could be him. It could be he doesn't have the the tank or what have you. I don't know. Well, when he went went on ball, stuff started to happen. Yeah, he drives. He's one of those driving midfield. When he gets the ball, he'll drive it forward. Been really impressed, Harry, with uh, Lockie Fogarty. Yeah, he would have been my um, my pick for the, um, the chicken salad. He's he brings every. You know what it is for me. He's come through the Geelong factory. He doesn't have the Carlton Football Club entitlement. We spoke about this earlier. Terry, have you got a... Uh, you bugged the room. You bugged <laughs> we were just speaking about literally just before we you We can't arrived. claim his development. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Hey, give him a year, though. He'll be an entitled <laughs> Carlton footballer next year. No, no, but you, you've hit the nail on the head. There's a reason why he does... Jeremy Laidler was a bit like that when he first got to us. Yes. You went, oh, this guy just knows what he's doing because he's come from a good club. Yep. Whereas all of our players are just like, 
I don't know, they're like uh, they're being taught by the substitute teacher and it's just a free-for-all. Yeah. And unless you're excellent, yeah. you just nothing happens for you. Uh, I thought Sammy Walsh was really good again, um, particularly in the second half. Second half. I'll give him the second. I thought he... Did and this is, this is why I'm going to give him some chicken salad because he worked through to become one of our best. Mm-hmm. His first quarter in particular, he, he was well beaten, well beaten. But he doesn't go into his show. He keeps going. He keeps His work rate is phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Uh, and then lastly, really fantastic. We didn't get the bananas yet, but we got the wolf. Yes, we did. We got the wolf for Adam. Came Sark. through loud and clear on the TV, put it that way. So that's yeah. pleasing. So very well done to everyone involved in the And he hasn't team. had a chance where to go on a run yet. Like, even in the two games, he hasn't taken... Has he taken a running, like, two bounces? A couple. Oh, kind of. Where he's got it and like, there's my lane, I'm gone. He's done a lot of sideways running. He does a lot of sideways running. I think we give him the ball in weird positions too, where he catches yeah. it. If Weeders or Doc ever ask for the ball again, from <laughs> when we're at 50... Zach Fisher must only be able to kick about 35 because mm. he marks it always 40 metres out and he's no chance. Always looking to palm, uh, to palm it off to Wiedering for a shot on goal. And Wiedering was like 60 out he made <laughs> with pressure. Made it though, comfortably. Um, chicken shits now. We sort of touched on it earlier. Game plan early, just relying on Stars bailing us out. Collingwood's joy going inside 50, giving them all the space in the world. Uh, our structure behind the ball is just woeful. Um, particularly at the ground, you would have noticed, Terry, just the way the two teams structure without the ball. Collingwood were excellent. No options, no corridor, all wide, all down the line. We don't do that. No. We don't force anyone to do that. We don't even force anyone to contemplate. Our best movement, which is not a good thing, it's an indictment. Our best movement comes when we hug the boundary on the bench side. In chaos. Mick Malthouse football. We just hug it and we just like drift along. The outer wing or the, the inner wing. Mm. It's. Do you know what else is chicken, chicken shit? Yep. And it's been for two weeks. And I'm not, I'm not potting the bloke because I, I reckon he, he's, he's lion hearted. But pito has been smashed. We're going to talk about the ruck. We we spoke about this a while ago, and we spoke about it last week when Matty Cruiser retired. We had to replace the position. Yep, absolutely. And, and even from a numbers point of view, from a numbers point of view, Mark Pitnett is a really solid understudy. Really solid understudy to guide your VFL program and in a pinch if you need him. Um, and worse than that, again, like let's be let's be brutally honest. No one is everyone involved in the Carlton Football Club is a big fan of Tom DeConning. Tom DeConning is what twenty one years old. Yep. He's played a handful of games. He's not ready to be first ruck. Surely, the, the list management team weren't seduced by his five. I think they of were. They must have been because they didn't replace. It was a good fight. Look, that's the. The indication we needed as a supporter base to go, we found one here. Yeah, not we found one for twenty twenty one. No, we found one for twenty twenty four. Like well, this is that's the, go on. I was going to say that they were confident on on Levi. I mean, Stefan Martin was the he was right there, wasn't he? Yep. The doggies did a brilliant job of getting him in. We've gone in with a with a guy who has shown us some good glimpses. We're all really hopeful become a footballer, but who to this point in his career has been far from durable. Mm. Still going to need time. And we basically said, kid, you're the number one ruck. And you're going, okay. And he gets injured. And you're going, Pitnet, geez. geez, Pito just goes through phases where he's, as you said, he tries and he tries, but mm. he's, he's just a bit short of the class. He's it just was a, bit short it was of the a class. smashing. And that's an indictment on, on list management more than anything, isn't it? Absolutely. 
Um, our forward 50 entries, um, you would have loved it like me, Terry. I just yelled out at one point, just keep putting it into that spot 15 metres out, boys. Put it to that big pack. You can see the big pack down there. Just put it right on top we of that. More in, we had we more. It was like 48 to 60 inside 50s. But the quality of inside 50s. Now, same way we said it last week, it's not about the volume because Richmond had 78 and David King was jerking himself off again pre-match. Oh, yeah, that, that Richmond should have been a, an eight to nine goal victory. You look at the numbers. You look at the numbers. You look at the numbers, <laughs> F, T. You look at the numbers. What? And you go to you yourself, you should be a smashing. Yeah. No one's had more inside 50s yeah. ever in a half of a season yeah. than Richmond had in that corner. He, he's not an elite kick, so he shouldn't kick the ball ever. I'm privileged to have been able to watch this live. <laughs> <laughs> I, threw, I, I threw in a nice bit there because he, when he talks to Jared, he goes, G, you've got to look at the way they play G. And then, so, so you're F, hey F. <laughs> I just talked to Luffy. He gave me a new stat. <laughs> so, my point is, Richmond had 75,000 inside 50s. Collingwood's 48 were better than all of Richmond's inside 50s yeah, last week. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were just fucking easy. It felt like when we went forward, and this happened last year, when we went forward, as soon as that ball hit the deck, I mean, you can say it was lack of pressure from Aaron, whatever it was, Collingwood just, like I said, subconsciously knew where the next bounce of the ball was going to be. And as soon as they started their attack from defence, it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. One over the top, over the top, over the top. It sounds so silly, but it is like if you look at it in a way, when the ball goes into that chaos and you're trying to transition, it'd be interesting to have an above the ground camera. It's almost like the really good teams kind of have a, in soccer they do it, they have like the zigzag. Yep. So the pattern where you, that's how you draw the man. Mm-hmm. Zig, zag, zig, out. And you're gone because you can't pressure, you know, the change of direction. You can't outrun the ball. Um, our transition is disgusting and nothing summed it up better, funnily enough, than a goal. Gibbons kicked from the pocket, the dribble kick, where our transition up the ground was, like, was disgusting. Like you said, hugging the boundary hard, um, looping handballs, just escaping, oh. skin of our teeth making it so hard, the kick is to the worst part of the ground to get a score from, the yep. lowest percentage option, and we get bailed out because Gibbo kicks the goal of the night. Yeah. And you're going, this is not a sustainable model. That's just not a method to Which play football. Which was out of bounds. Collingwood have been so experienced in the moments. They've played in big finals, grand finals, um, and I feel like that's a, that's a factor to play. But at the same time, it's like the chicken and the egg. You've got to play in these big games to become composed in these big games. But we, like for us, the, the big games are round one and round two this year. Those are our big games. Yep. That's, that's about as much as learning as we're going to get. And that sets us on the back foot, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you get no experience, you get no confidence, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting on it saying, oh, geez, what have, what have we learned? Mm. Um, Levi? Fabian? <laughs> what did you think of Levi's game? <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Levi and... You know, every, we've all got mates or opposition supporters who give the Levi's SH1T, okay? Now, what Levi does do well, he does very well. Presents and marks. He's not even doing that at the moment, right? His work rate's down, his mar- marking is down. When you're not fit or where you need to be, you, you know, your skills drop. So him not marking, him not presenting, him not kicking goals, shit, Levi's always done that, right? Everything else points to the fact that his conditioning is off. Now, I'm not a dietitian, but apparently he's a vegan. 
as Roy Keane, Roy Keane said it best, famously said, you can't play midfield in the Premiership on salads. Okay, salad will not do. Right, his mum told him. <laughs> his mum told. You look terrible. So, Levi isn't the beast he was. Now, if Levi's not the beast, the marking beast, the the we use Satanta like this <laughs> in like the early 2010s. He is the basically. The beacon, we're playing through him. He's the North Star. Right? If Levi's not that, this bloke isn't getting a game. You can't carry him. It's two weeks now we've had 17 men on the ground. He didn't, hasn't won a, won a hit out. Has, has he taken a contested mark? Yeah, he, took, he, took, he kicked the first goal last week from a nice grab. It was one minute into the game. Yeah. All that vegan energy was out of him by uh, by then. It's they an get, issue. Like I don't know if he still is, but that's... like that's. He looks... Gassed. He looked gassed. The start of last season, this time last year, Levi was just peaking. He's great. He's next level. Next level. Where's the Levi? Where's the 15 Fremantle Dockers on me? Fuck off. Yeah. Win the game. Give it to Murph. Win He's the game, Levi. T- fucking tomatoes. <laughs> Organic tomatoes. Organic tomatoes. Well, you know tomatoes. that no his five-week patch is coming at some point. You know, Terry, at this rate, it's coming in the twos. <laughs> you know what else is coming? The vegan police are coming. <laughs> you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Apologise. Sure. You don't know anything about the power of the vegan diet. All I know about it, what it's doing to Levi, it's killing him. It's finishing his career. Mate, I hope those salads are worth it. Get on the protein shakes or something. Piss pure protein. I don't care. Get on the Fix way. him. Mate, I can't fix Jack. him. He has to fix Jack, himself. Yeah, fix just, him. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> He's only getting the game real, realistically because McGovern's injured, Kerno's injured, DeConning's injured. What's, what's wrong with McGovern? Uh, I don't know. Mine. Back spasms slash hamstring slash heart muscle. Yeah. Got to get out there. Um, I think we've almost got to have it. We spoke a little bit about Cripper earlier. I, I think we've almost got to have that discussion with him, to be honest. Not not getting crazy, crazy, but just that, what are we doing, Cripper? About his contract, you're yeah. saying? What yep. are we doing, mate? Yeah. Are you staying? You're going? Have you got the Do you think Does he look mentally fatigued to you? He, looks, he, he just looks a bit like he's trying real hard. His energy's in the wrong spots. It's, it's, the, it's when it's that, I call it useless energy. Yeah. He's doing a lot of that pushing, shoving. You know, he's doing a lot I'm of... Gonna, I'm going to throw my weight around, and that, that's not leadership. Your leadership is when you... When you're a ball, like when you're at the bottom of the pack feeding balls out. Yeah. Crippers, it's like someone's told Cripper, you would have noticed this probably, uh, Terry, that um, oh, they're using like these 4K cameras and they're picking up all this real nice 120 frame a second uh, clips, Cripper. And Cripper's like, I'm going to mow some blokes down. I want to be on that sweet 120 frame a second clips. I'm going to slow it right down. Do you know what else could be in his head? Oh, everybody else can go forward and kick goals. And he just so desperately wants. Those goals. He's not mm. even getting opportunities. Yeah, the industry wants midfielders once they eclipse the midfield spot to you then gotta, become gotta, a goalkeeper. You've got to be midfielder. have forty and kick six. Yeah. So that's unrealistic, isn't it? Oh. Um, and then look, finally in the chicken shits, really little thing. We kind of semi covered it off. Uh, Plowman laughing after the game, hated it. No, not on. Just walk off the fucking ground. Not having it. Yeah. Have some. Have some awareness. There was a moment during the game as well. Um, he was having a, a giggle with Dugowie. Someone from the cheer squad points out to Plowman and says, hey, look, that's not funny. Stop laughing. And evidently, he's turned to the whoever was this person was and laughed at them with Dugowie, uh, which has riled up the fans. It was uh, it was said in the fan cams last night. Um, 
It's not not it's, on. No, it's not on. I'd, I'd be dropping him. I'd drop him. I said on Twitter, and people might think it's an overreaction. I'd I'd play the footage and say, "How do you reckon this looks?" Yeah. We, or more important, or more specifically, you can call for this because you've been the biggest Lockie Plowman massive fan in the Carlton community. I, I don't know anyone who has sung the praises of Lockie Plowman more. I've gone him a few times on this pod. Absolutely, and stuck up for him. So for you to turn around and go, "Yeah, no, nah, that's not on. That's not." It's not on. And I'd show him the clip and go, how does this look? Yeah. About us, relationship with the fans, your relationship with your own performance, your ownership of your own performance. It's a shocking look. And you're dropped. I go, we're not going to keep you in suspense. You're not playing yep. this week. Mm. Go that but shake the hand of the bloke next to you. Spot on. Sorry, go shake the hand of the bloke. Get the Just hell get off. off the ground. Get off the ground. It's just a complete lack of awareness about what it looks like. It's just... It's not good enough. It's not good enough when you've suffered that kind of a loss. And he himself has put in the performance he did. It's just not not on. Absolutely no time for it. And like I said, it breaks my heart a bit because I've been a big defender of Lockie. And uh, last night was not a good night. At least he got taken to the cleaners by... A decent player, not Josh Thomas. And Josh Thomas wasn't the one to bury us again. That would (laughs) have been, yeah, that would have been good. Um, We're going to talk about the match committee now. So about ins and outs for next week. We're going to play match committee. Sorry? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, just between me and you, Fab, yep. and Terry, uh, we've outgrown certain players. And we are seemingly wedded as yep. a fan base and as a coaching panel to some seriously mediocre players. We yep. have been shit for so long that we think that these guys are a lot better than they are mm-hmm. and more irreplaceable than they are. You know, they, and it breaks my heart to mention a few of these names because some of them have been great servants of the club. Some of them started off as Band-Aids 10 years ago and they're still getting the game. And it's just not on. We, we need to allow ourselves to want for better and to, to acknowledge that maybe there is better out there. Maybe. Ed Kerno, thanks, buddy. You're done. If you're not in the middle tagging their number one midfielder, there is not a role for Ed Kerno. How the selection committee can't see that. Tell Tiggy, where's he playing? Oh, we're going to play him on a wing, or we're going to play him on the half ball. No, no, no. He can't kick the ball, mate. Right? He if, can't. If they've us. got, if they've got a hard-running midfielder who needs to be put a hard tag on, that's Ed's role. And while doing it, he can, you know, get the ball out of those those tight contests kick where it, we're kicking it forward. It's actually it, a good thing. He can kick it eighty-five meters in the air. But when he gets it on the wing, take it everyone's ball and does a a Mitch Robertson and just belts it forward aimlessly. It's, it's not a role for him in his side. This is what I hate, Tez. I hate the idea that we're protecting guys like a, like an Ed Kerner or a Levi in this case. A lot of fans go in Mark Murphy, and that's I'm pretty close to cracking the shits. Mark Murphy's been an outstanding player for us. And yes, his career's coming to an end, and he didn't play well last night. The amount of... The lack of respect that Mark Murphy is getting is... Still had like nine score involved. ...is embarrassing. Yeah. And it's just... It's not good enough. Most like, better than last I will, week. I will say this, because people have come for me online about my stance on Murph because everyone's like because I've I've named a few others Eddie being one of them now they've said oh what about Murph what about Murph Murph needs to play a certain percentage of game time in the middle Mm. otherwise he's ineffective yep it's not 5% 10% it's 50 every second centre bounce Mark Murphy's going to be in there otherwise if he's playing predominantly forward I agree there's probably players who can play that role better than him. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Agree. Could he be the sub? Yeah, maybe. And oh, look, I, we I, have to have these situations though, because this is really the first time the Ed Kerner conversation is really coming up properly. I think. Yep. Mm. He, he came into the team, like I said, as a band aid a decade ago. Yeah. And he's Billy Jones is the same though, mate. Jones is the same. And this is why we spoke about off pod that I would be making a very, very serious move for Ben Mackay at North Melbourne. Wouldn't be paying him the world. Because um, Jones you could end a lot quicker than people realise. The cliff the cliff could come a lot quicker than for for the Bietti Betts, Mark Murphy, Liam Jones, etc. The, the Ben Mackay thing works two ways, and I told you this before. You put him in the forward line. I don't like this. You walk you know. walk both him and Harry towards Darcy Moore and he doesn't know who to get. <laughs> which ones are you wearing name tags right or then you, all of a sudden you just have them both do the crisscross lead and Darcy doesn't know where to go I like that yeah. it's like yeah. a parent trap it's innovative we'd hit, we'd hit Darcy chest out yeah we'd still hit Darcy <laughs> he'd lace him out <laughs> Darcy's like oh shit got me um, so match committee uh, are we going beyond who we're retiring and we're actually who we're, we're dropping we're, we're picking the team for next week as best w- we can Willow's got to go so Ed, let me yeah. uh, we've got to stop being too <laughs> clever by half Yep. Stop playing guys out of position. Stop playing Will Setterfield on a wing. Stop playing Samo at half forward, etc. S- stop piss farting around trying to put square pegs round holes. Stop yep. doing it because it's going to cost you your job. Yep. Don't whinge about it later when, oh, gee, that didn't work, did it? No, we all told you it was stupid. So here we go. Outs. Levi. You're just terrible. At the moment he is, yeah. You're so out of form. Yep. It's not to say that you're necessarily completely finished. I'm saying he's unfit. I reckon he's unfit. Right now, yeah. Inter- inter- interrupted preseason. Mate, he know ne- he ne- what he needs to do. The salads, everything. He needs to sneak a couple of T-bones <laughs> when, the, when the missus isn't watching. Down to Squires Loft. Yeah, down to Squires Loft. Get a couple of T-bones in, yeah? Just while tell the missus you're going out for you know, with the boys or something, just go down and slam down a cow because <laughs> maybe that'll fire you up. Pepper sauce um, and chips. I think Willow's in a lot of strife. He's just had a couple... He's, he wants to break tackles and, you know, he wants to take on a play, break the tackle and keep it. He hasn't, he hasn't broken a tackle this season. He's not playing third-up relief or anything as well. <laughs> he's not assisting a ploughman or Doherty or Jones either. I reckon last night they kept him occupied well. Yeah. As in, on, on a task. They made his immediate opponent dangerous, so therefore Will Williamson wasn't given that half-back run. And it's not, it's not all about touches, is it? I think, what did he have? Five. Five it's not game. all about... When you're playing key... It's not all about touches, necessarily. What you can provide off the ball, whether you can take care of an opponent, etc. And, and he did little bits and pieces, but he's, he's just about out of form. I think Setters is in a bit of strife if they've still got him on a wing. He's just not giving us anything at the moment. I'm going to still mention Ed Kerner, because for me, Murphy's still ahead of Ed. I don't think they'll drop either of them, but Murphy's still ahead of Ed. We've got anyone else in the outs? Those are the four, right? Those are the four I've kind of posited. Yeah. To Those the are table. the four I was looking at as well. I don't think Setterfield gets dropped. I think he goes where. I think he's close, to be honest, potentially. Because basically, the ins I've got in I've got in mind at the moment are David Cunningham. Why David Cunningham isn't in this team? If he doesn't get a game, he should he should request a trade immediately. Liam Stocker needs to be in. Liam Stocker needs to be in. Uh, if McGovern's fit, he needs to come in for uh, Levi. Do we bring him straight into the ones? Well, they don't have a game in the twos because we didn't schedule a game because we're idiots. Oh, if he's not ready, then Oscar has to... No, Oscar, that's fine. Oscar yeah. gets elevated ahead yeah, of him. That's fine. No problem. And I think Maddie Kennedy. Who are we playing? 
Fremantle. Fremantle. Okay. Kennedy can go forward if we need him to be a, a sort of a pinch hit target. He is slow. Is Jack Martin playing? Well, that's the problem. If he's that's the question Timber. mark. Has that come out anywhere? Jack Martin popped the calf last night. Or does that just come from Timbo? That just came as, from as, Tim, and who knows? Tim was at the ground with me. I don't know how the hell he'd know anything. He's a doctor. Allegedly. <laughs> no, no, Tim's texted through that he may have popped a calf. But, so if we're the only ones who know that, I'd say we're fine, but... Who knows? He'll just be sore and he'll miss. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing wrong with... Uh, nothing. Jack's just pulled up a little bit. So, we got so he's going to miss the next six to eight. <laughs> so we've got... Player. We'll list him as one to two. Obviously, we'll list him as one to two. We'll just re- every three or four weeks we'll revisit this. So player out. Yep. Liam out. Yep. Who's Liam Jones? Liam, no, Liam Jones isn't okay. out. Liam, I said Levi. Yeah, sorry, that's what I was meant to write. Levi. Yeah, Willow. Willow. Setters is in trouble. Setters maybe. They won't drop Ed. They'll never drop Ed. It'll be getting a game when he's fifty. I reckon they drop Mark before they drop Ed, and that's a problem. For this, for the whole, for the running capacity thing, yeah, and that's an issue. Absolutely, that's valuing completely the wrong thing because Ed just runs to nowhere. It's like fucking Forrest Gump. It's like, where are you going, mate? He does tackle though. Oh dear, Jesus. he does apply pressure, and and Murph, as much as I love him, he can't tackle. <sighs> he, he just can't physically impose himself. No, no, um, his shoulders done. You know, but shouldn't Cunningham? be what Murphy is in the yes. half-forward line? Yes, isn't he that, should be. Isn't that what yep. Cunningham should be? Yep. Yes. He should be on the wing that Setterfield's standing on, running the ball to half-forward, kicking it beautifully. Or That's Samo. Or Samo, Jesus Christ. If you're going to play Mark Murphy high percentage forward, and even though last week I said this game might have gone past him, Ed's better than Mark in that position. 100%. Is he though? Eddie, sorry, not Eddie. Eddie, sorry, Eddie, Eddie Betts. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Betts. 100% but, Eddie is. But you, you had the point about Eddie earlier, where Eddie doesn't actually address a problem. No. Bringing Eddie in, because we're okay. Foggy, Small forward, Fisher, yeah, exactly. Gibbons. All of a sudden, yeah. yeah. You go, that's fine. There's no problem at all there. Bringing Eddie in actually doesn't fix a thing, realistically. Unless Zach Fisher gets on the ball. Are we just getting Murphy 300? Is that what's happening? I think so. Yeah. I think so. What's he on? 287 now. 287. It's a long way away. <laughs> if you said 297, I'd go, 287, that's 13 games. He's a long way away. It's a Carlton way. I'm not 100% he gets there. I would uh, I wouldn't begrudge him getting there. If only to really piss I off. Still think, would I. I, mean, I still think he could play very good football. He looked, and I... And I Said this to you, Sean. He looked very fit. I think I said it on pod against Essendon. Yeah, mm. that's the fittest I'd seen Mark Murphy in years. So I'm not I'm not giving up on him just yet. It wasn't a great, wasn't horrible last night. It wasn't great though. It's hardly David Caruso there. <laughs> He's done it. He's got it. He saw it. It was opened up. It was brilliant. He's done it. I've nailed it. That's my first of the year. I thought I was giving you the eyes because I thought I reckon Fab's going there, and I thought I'm getting in. He's happy with it. <laughs> I am happy with that. I'm happy with that. I was going to throw in a, for me, obviously. For me, obviously. <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's too hard for me to think about when to throw it in. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> David King could do it. For me, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I want to see Cutters in the team. I want to see Stocker in the team. I want McGovern back fit. I'm, I think we... Do you like McGovern? Uh, I think he <laughs> makes us a better team. I think we're a better team when he plays. Like, You've got to be careful because, like... 
80% of Carlton fans detest McGovern. Yeah. I mean, I, I detest the contract situation. That's true. It's not ideal. But I don't detest him as a player because I think we are a better t- side with him in it. Um, and if he's playing instead of Levi, I think it helps us uh, in other areas. However, if he's playing instead of Levi, we've got Pito in, who's the ruck relief. I don't know. Well, we don't win any hit-outs no matter who no, we that's true. put in the ruck. So don't worry about it. I just wouldn't contest it. Yeah. We won the clearances last night somehow. That, and that's... that's the but it's the quality of clearances. Yeah, that's the yeah. misleading thing. You know, Grundy was clearly the dominant ruck, but at the same time, we were doing okay yeah. to extract the ball. But like I said, our structure was d- just appalling. Um, going to go to the mailbox now mm-hmm. quickly. We'll uh, go through this. What are you doing? Push the button. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Can What's I? the point of this uh, rogue caster pro? You've got mail. Very good. So good. Very good. Um, let me just open up. You've got me sidetracked. Where is it? I've got to open up the page. Mailbox. There it is. Oh. Just fill some time for me, Terry, whilst I re-establish <laughs> my internet <laughs> connection. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. You know, I've been for five minutes. I've been trying to find the uh, the iPhone, <laughs> the iPhone hotspot. <laughs> it's not working. No. Nah. Well, it was working for me like two seconds. Here did we you go. Bring, did you bring a joke of the joke of the week this week? No. Nah. There's no joking mood today. The joke was last night between 7.20 and 10 o'clock. Absolutely. Um, That's your joke. So, here we go. Mailbox. Let's go. (laughs) We're not doing the buzz again. Push it again. We're not doing the sting again. Push it. Um, Ash Gallagher, friend of the pod. This was a game won and lost in the coach's box. We had an inability to switch the defense to avoid Plough being isolated. Forward line entry is still a team. Woeful team defense to protect the corridor. How How much faith do you have in this coaching group? Fab? Not a lot. Terry? Have faith in Teggy. Ah, just jam I don't have faith in the rest. I don't have faith in the jam team. Jam my knee against a bar under the desk. <laughs> Sean versus the desk. <laughs> desk one, Sean nil. got that excruciating shooting pain right up my thigh. Oh, well. Um, my faith I think, I, is I think, waning. I think it goes beyond. I said this at the start. I think it goes beyond T. I think collectively. I agree. I think, I think we need a couple of just... Winners. Mm-hmm. There, there, are, there. there are people out there. Like you're in awe, not in awe, but you're like you're impressed so far with the way Sam Mitchell, and he hasn't coached a game. Enormously and, impressed. All right, but you're impressed with the way he's going about yep. being the senior coach of the, the Box Hill Hawks. Yep. Natural born winner. Very good. Communicates excellently. Um, just commands respect. Yep. Um, he's, he's really good. He's a really impressive. Um, and demanding. Demanding. Lost him a captaincy, but... Yeah, demanding. He's really good. He's excellent. And uh, I just don't know if Tiggy can get there to that level of... Um, presence. Being, being an orator, being a, a presence is a great way to describe mm. it. Yeah. In the in the room, when you sit there, like there are moments where Sam is sort of describing or talking through something. It's, it's articulate. It's pointed. There's difference. There's no ambiguity. It's He's really impressive. There's a difference between being a winner and just being like ruthless or tough. Because no one got tougher than David Teague. David Teague played every game with a bloody so bandage. Brave. So brave. Right? No, he was. He, he put his head over everything, backed into every pack. Dennis's famous quote, looks like Jane, plays like Tarzan. Absolutely. Fantastic. But um, I just think we just we need, we need to inject that sense of, you know, that winning mentality that we must win at all costs. Winning is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Winning is fun. Satisfying. Uh, Benjamin, uh, BR Caffey, I say that whenever I read it out. I'm not sure if I'm saying just, that just right. Just call him Benjamin. Um, 
my question is, why is it that every other club or other clubs do more with less? I keep thinking back to a phase during the Bolden era in which the club parrot is not about wins and losses. I went with the club at the time, but this type of rhetoric is poison. And you you spoke to that brilliantly, Terry, with, with that cycle of, of failure, that cycle of losing. Yep. It's such a hard cycle to break. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with regard to doing you know, more with less, that, that just goes back to what we were talking about, um, development. You know, there's guys that come into our into our team that we should know at this point of their careers so much more about. And like, I'd be a bit Pete Molina. Shout out to Pete. In the old days, as Pete was kind of semi seen, um, a, a player would leave Fitzroy, his beloved Fitzroy, and he would he would cheer for them, like they got out of Shawshank. Like, yep. go do your best, mate. And he would actively no bad feelings, no go and kill it somewhere, anywhere. And I wanted to talk about Aussie and Lynchy and those guys. No name Fitzroy players. Pete Pete would bury a mid two thousands Brisbane Lions player before he would have a go at a mid nineties Fitzroy player. Yeah, right. Wow, loves him. So my attitude is: you sit there and go, guys, Cunningham, O'Brien, Dow, Samo, etc. Oh, there'd be no bigger fan of them if they left our club. I'd be sitting there going, fucking make us pay. We we sit here lamenting letting guys like bloody Mitch Robinson go. You go and. Oh, yeah, go, mate. Seriously, whatever, go. And we're sitting there going, oh, we really miss Robbo. No, we miss class. Just, you just put Kingy's voice on again. You can't help it. <laughs> He's good what at it. What card they're missing is Mitch Robinson's hardness. <laughs> His lack of polish would fit right in. Come on, S. Yeah. Listen to me, Fab. Listen to me, F. F, you listening? <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's just our problem, is just development, culture. That's what it is. Yep. You know, you, you, you look at like... It's young, not talent. It's, it's not, not the talent. List. It's not talent. Every club could be more talented. Absolutely. Every club could be. Um, it's not talent for us. It's it's giving players the tools and the platform yep. to actually go out and perform. Yep. Um, Daniel uh, Tainashe, don't know if I'm saying that right again. You know who you are, DT. Uh, the Hawks routinely retired and traded blokes short of milestones who were multi-premiership players. When will we do the same? Um, what's the point of experience, quote-unquote, if that experience entails a dynasty of winning spoons? Um that's exactly what we discussed. Spot on. Absolutely, yep. Yep. absolutely. That's 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 you know what we've been talking about in a nutshell. You go, yeah, you have to divorce yourself from a toxic, yeah, sort of environment, and you have to own the fact that we Mark McClure, Mark McClure is a triple premiership player, played in the '86 Grand Final, got the tap on the shoulder. You're done. And he, he goes, was, he, goes he was captain. And he goes, oh, okay. Was he captain? Was he captain? Yeah. yeah. And he goes, someone wears lofts or whoever. Probably just said you're finished. Yep. Oh, okay. All right then. But but. Slightly different example, we come come ninety five, and the best centerman in the league is told, "No, nah, you're not our starting centerman anymore. You're going playing forward." Hard decisions need to be made. Parker went, "No, nah, Diesel, you're going. You're forward, and you can still be a valuable that's it commodity." And he was. And Diesel didn't want to accept it. No, but but you know why Diesel didn't want to accept it? Because he is a brutal, ruthless, self obsessed. Like narcissist, we saw that in his interview on SEN. Mm. Hilarious. Yeah, I was saying Pete. Pete pulled up all the uh, inaccuracies <laughs> of that. Uh, I think there's a bit of license, yeah. but Diesel, in his own mind, is sitting there going, "No, I'm still, I'm still the best. I'm still the best." Whoever that tagger was, Pete goes. He rang up yesterday. <laughs> Pete, they spoke he, to him. He was actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching him play at it uh, at the with Noble. Um, Pete, Pete goes. Oh, was that that game? Sauce kicked ten. We've got uh, uh, 93 Pete records it was. Ewan Morgan, uh, Morton, sorry. 
Let's talk Samo. Doesn't look like a player when accountable down back. When he pushes up and hunts the ball, he's magnificent. Why, why, why? Mate, what I will say to that, Terry, is Samo actually produced a couple of enormous defensive moments last night, which is not usually his go. Usually he is a defensive liability. A couple of great intercepts, spoils, tackles. He was actually directly responsible for avoiding probably two or three goals. Yep. Just through defensive work rate. What a great opportunity for him to go back as a half forward now, learning how a defender moves and thinks. Is that is that the long term? Is that the play here, Terry? Is that surely, what you're telling me? Surely. I just think it's just nonsense. He's lost his instinct. Oh, his yeah, natural absolutely. instinct. Absolutely. I want to see him on the wing. Just on the wing. Yeah. On the wing. On the wing? Let me think. <laughs> on the wing. Um, Neil Harper similarly just play people in their preferred position set as an Ed uh, wingers SPS isn't a half back Dow isn't a high half forward Murphy isn't a small forward if you're not good enough to make the team in a preferred position then it's back to the twos absolutely yep. absolutely Neil like spot on I wonder what the 22 would look like if we only picked players for the positions that they were drafted as it would probably be decent we kind of, we're kind of playing an all Australian type, like, type yeah. side yeah Absolutely. And then, Who are um, the highest paid players? Uh, uh, Bilal Majid. <laughs> the, the top 22 <laughs> highest paid players that are fit, you're in. Uh, Bilal Majid actually agrees with Neely. He commented, which was which was good. Um, United fan, isn't he? Yes. John Dooley, deficit blew out to five goals twice. How does one team have... Uh, how does half the team have one tackle or less? Flew down from Sydney expecting some um, someone other than a bloke playing his second for, game for the club to have a dip. Thank God Fogarty showed something. That, that tackle stat was a little bit of a worry. Um, Collingwood do play that kick mark, kick mark, which the ball isn't in dispute a whole lot. Um, but at the same time, that sort of spoke to a bit of a lack of kind of pressure and intensity. What was the Pep Guardiola, the Barcelona, win the ball back in three seconds? Yeah, manic pressure. And the idea was, yeah, if we lose the ball, we lose the ball. We win it back mm-hmm. in three seconds. I think we had five or six tackles in the first quarter. Not good. Which bemusing to me given the, the build-up and how important that game was, apparently, to the fans. Yeah, but that's the thing, Terry, to the fans. To the fans, it was important. God knows how important it was to the blokes wearing the jumpers. That's that's the sad part. That's the devastating part. Mm. And you don't want to be doomsday and say it's season over, but there, there was just, for me, there was a feeling walking out of that ground, like if we're really going to take Collingwood out of the eight and we're this far behind them, how are we going to make finals now? There'll be people going, oh, yeah, baby with the bathwater type stuff, but... It's not that. It was. This isn't new. We will we will bounce back and we'll yes, mate. Come next week, we'll all be drinking the Kool Aid, right? Absolutely, and we're praying like hell that we we actually showering in the Kool Aid, right? Win. Flick the switch and and everything goes right. But right now, you got to call a spade a spade. We've had two tests and failed them both. Now the first one we didn't fail terribly. Like, terribly. Last night we did. Yeah, absolutely. It's disgusting. Absolutely. Um, Jack Hardy sort of echoes our sentiments. Is this the perfect time to bring in Kennedy and Stocker? Um, Are they worried about Kennedy's pace? Yeah. Well, it doesn't stop him from selecting half the team already. True. Exactly. Do we need to look at players from a skills point of view? Levi Dow, Jones, Kerno should be transitioning these guys out of the team. Do we go to a Fremantle and do a trade for Cripper, i.e. Chera and a key back to replace Jones? I mean, look, I think you've got to be open with regard to a trade for anybody. It doesn't matter who they are. Yep. You know, everyone's on the table. You know, you look at pretty much every team in the competition, there's probably there's really only be a handful of players that are just untouchable 
They are. So an offer comes through. With regard to um, skills, I think a bit hard on Dow in the sense that Dow's game is catch and release. That's his game. In tight, quick hands. That's it. Kicking, not so much. If you just need him to kick it to a spot like we were last night, that's fine. He can do that. But the catch and release stuff is, is what Do you know about. anything, whispers or otherwise, both of you, about the Crips contract situation? Zero. Is yeah. he stalling? Are we stalling? Who knows, man? I can't help but think that we're stalling. What's the magic number at the moment for him? I think I think oh, I'm convinced if Josh Kelly, we can get Josh Kelly to commit somehow through management, then everything's in play. You're thinking Crips becomes. We, we Kelly. can't we can, we can't lose Crips without replacing. Yeah, or something. I I I can't. I don't know why I have this feeling that we're the ones stalling the Crips contract situation. Obviously, new list manager, new philosophy, new beliefs. Nick Austin. Um, new sort of this idea of. What does the game look like? Is Cripps going to be the player he has been in this new world? That's an interesting discussion to have. Absolutely it is. And then as for a dollar figure, I think my ceiling's probably 900. Yep. Particularly when the salary cap is contracting. Um, like, was it, who was it? Was it you that we talked about this? You've got to be prepared to walk away from the deal? I don't know if it was me you were talking to, but I, I agree with that. What about, what was it, Heap? Got to walk away from something in 30 seconds flat if the heat comes calling. That's absolutely, absolutely right. Just got to be prepared to walk away from Cripper in 30 seconds. Just abandon him. Uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting, that one there for Cripper. Um, FDR, not Franklin uh, Roosevelt. Is our backline missing Simo's desperation and guidance? I just responded no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No. Wouldn't have thought so. Well, Simo doesn't help anything last night at, at all. all. He'd just be pointing a lot. You know, why weren't you there? Not why was I? Yeah. You're in the wrong spot. Um, you love Simo. <laughs> I love getting you in trouble. He's just one of those guys that I thought we outgrew. Yeah. His time, his time had come. That's right. He played till he was 137 <laughs> years old. Like, quite seriously, people are acting like we, c- we cut short some promising career. <laughs> like, Jesus. Still had more to give. <laughs> Don't make me do it. You look at the way he was moving. <laughs> <laughs> he was moving like a 26-year-old. <laughs> like Arden, missing his rebound. His unaccountability at halfback. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that does, that does you? I love that. I love the David. That's so good. Um, Shit. <laughs> I might not recover from this. Anyway, we've, re- we've reviewed that. We got through it. Terry, an absolute blast having you. <laughs> I, love, I love it. There's no, there's no like, ease out and then, you know. Well, what are we going to talk about? Your, your mid-sentence. Righto, Terry, we, thanks. We don't, we don't have Tim's super coach team to go through because I don't know what's happening with that. I don't know how he went for the first well, week. Well, he better have won. Is it, is it just cumulative scores? I have or? no idea. Either way, if we're not near the top of the tree. Tim's in trouble. Tim's Pip, in trouble. We spoke about if David you think we're, If you think we're hard on Teague, Tim's got three weeks, mate, to be have us in premiership contention or we're, we're, changing, we're changing the password. Oh, right. <laughs> we're, we're logging in and we're kicking him out. Yeah. We're taking over that team. Strong like board. A, like it, mate. This is John Elliott, Wes Lofts back in the yeah. day. Timbo, don't give me excuses. Give the, me results. Banana slugs must be premiers. It's premiership or bust for Timbo. Yep. 
He's on a one-year rolling contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terry, it been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming down and filling in for Timbo. It was excellent. Appreciate uh, being here. When really can do. people next find you on the Blue Abroad? Um, every day. Every but day. like, but like, what's you know, what, what's your? So, I suppose well, you don't need us to plug because, like, in a weird way, because what? we all know each other and yeah, we all know each a other. Cross pollination. Yeah, people just go to Blue Abroad on YouTube. You'll find me there. We've got a Sunday game, so that means the preview will come out next Tuesday. Get the Wednesday live show, Monday night in the studio. Um, Whereabouts do you record in the studio? It's in Cranbourne. Yeah, cool. Jad. So Shad from Shad. Assertive Media. He's uh, turned oh. his garage into a fully-fledged production studio. Shit. And uh, he has us in there once a week. It's great. Good stuff. Bit Good of a drive, stuff. but that's okay. Well, it's worth it in the end. Absolutely. Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nothing's, Thurs- nothing's, no, really nothing, nothing is Thursday, it? Friday, Saturday, but um, especially considering the team comes out Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bit, a bit of a weird one, but it's good to have an extra day to just relax after uh, after the weekend. Now, just un- you know, decompress, just yeah. unpack it. Yeah, just, you know, learn to live with this latest disappointment. Yep. Um, and uh, for Faber Ganoush, Arrivederci, ragazzi. It's been good having you, F. You too. Yes. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. 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 Go the baggers. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 80s banger. Must be 80s.